Hello, animation fans, and welcome to another iAnimate podcast. I'm your host, Larry Vasquez, and you're listening to episode 86. In this episode, we have Brad Fischel joining us. Uh, Brad is one of our feature and games uh, instructors, as well as one of our past students. Um, so it was a really neat treat to get him in on this podcast. Um, he's worked in film, television, cinematics, games, uh, VR, um, you name it. He seems to have kind of uh, touched a little bit of uh, everything on that. Um, he's worked on such projects as Tales of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, Book of Life, Freebirds, um, Overwatch 2. Um, so a lot of really cool projects. And it was just a neat opportunity to get in one of our former students, current uh, instructors, and uh, just hear his passion for the medium. So check it out. So Brad, first off, I'd like to thank you. Um, I know we're working around schedules. It's always great to get you guys in here. And uh, as I was kind of briefly mentioning beforehand, you've got a really cool resume, I think, for on a couple levels. One, I was looking at it. You've been in film, television, cinematics, games, VR, and you're one of our former students. So you've got this whole layer here uh, that we get to get into on this podcast. So thank you so much for joining us. Oh man, thank you guys, man. It's a pleasure to be back. It's like it's like full circle, you know. Yeah, I just started off listening and joining iAnimate. Now I'm back here like teaching. And I mean, what's up? What's happening? That's right. Oh, I first <laughs> layered that one in. Not only are you a former student, you're here. one of our instructors. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Both in feature and in games. So yeah. It's, it is a pleasure, and I'm happy to be here and talk the biz to like cool. Very works. cool. And that's why I wanted to wrangle in my buddy Rick on this one here too, primarily because uh, he's so heavily involved in games. And so I think it's just going to make it a fun conversation here. Um, so animation, how did you get into it? What did you want to, I mean, I know you've been in film, TV, now in games. Kind of tell us a little bit how you weaved that through. Oh man, that's the million dollar question. Huh? <laughs> animation. Uh, dude, well, yeah, it all started back, you know, when I was in diapers, literally. Uh, I think possibly the first memory I could actually pinpoint was watching my television with my mom on the left, my dad on the right. And it must have been maybe, I don't want to like outdated or whatever, but it was probably like Disney's Pinocchio or something like that. Maybe. I'm not sure, but I know it was either Pinocchio, Little Mermaid, or some kind of Warner Brothers cartoon. Gotcha. You know? Yeah. But as she can tell you, I grew up pretty much babys babysat on the television, right? <laughs> and my mom was working, right? My dad was working. And I just remember I was like in my little half a lazy boy, you know, probably like bottle in the mouth, <laughs> listening and singing to like Disney tunes. So Disney was the ultimate suspect you know like it was the it was the reason for the being right had all the vhs's growing up and i had this weird talent and i still it's kind of like my secret talent like i memorized all of the disney movies by heart so like I, I can like literally recite the whole movie for you right here right now Do the musical numbers and all that and that got me beat up a lot in school as growing up, you know, right, right? for real for real yeah, I was like yeah, no hang yeah. on guys let me yeah. finish this let me finish I know, this right yeah yeah it still gets me beat up today so but you know <laughs> But uh, yeah, man, it was just that growing up and loving that, you know, excuse to watch these films and of course the cartoons growing up, right? Mm -hmm. uh, through the years, I started gaining more channels, right? You know, more knowledge of how to use the clicker and then, <laughs> uh, and then knowing that there was other cartoons out there. So, you know, Merry Melodies, 
you know, mm-hmm. Warner Brothers, Hanna Barbera, Saturday morning cartoons. Whew. I mean, that was that was like late 80s baby's life right there. You know, yeah, bowl yeah. Of cereal, catch the Saturday morning cartoons, and I was hooked. Yeah. Man. Like literally, what is this stuff? <laughs> but I would say the origins probably came from because all the VHSs, right? They used to have like the previews beforehand. I don't know if anybody knows what VHS is nowadays because I feel kind of dated talking. VHS, what? Like, you know, like, you know, video. Exactly, right? But they used to have the previews before the movie and sometimes previews after the movie. And I was lucky to get a making of The Rescuers Down Under. Oh, cool. And I remember that vividly, like watching that and seeing how this movie was made. And then they showed the animators, right? And I remember Ruben Aquino talking about Bernard. And I remember um, Kathy Zelensky talking about oh, yeah. her animating Frank. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, so there was a small guy there named Glenn Keane. Don't know if you know him or not. <laughs> you know, a little, little guy, you know, a little, little guy up in the industry, Glenn Keane. Um, he was animating, of course, Marahute. And then when I saw that process, I think that's when the bug bit like i was like this is this is like i was small at the time i was like this is a job (laughs) (laughs) and then i started drawing man and i think the rest from there on was like history i just at a young age i said i'm gonna be an animator you know one day and i remember telling my mom that and she remembered as well so that's cool very, that's very it, cool. man i think that's i think that's the that's where it started you know now was that on the uh where are you originally from louisiana yeah. okay okay so yeah. not a whole lot of animation there per se no no You're i think right. uh anim- like louisiana is pretty much uh football hunting uh gator shooting and richard knows what i'm talking about the crawfish right yeah, crawfish cool. good cooking and um a lot of textile and chemical power plants mm. you know that gets worked on down there but yeah not a lot of animation it was hard to come by especially when i was looking for school gotcha decision to go i always thought animation was in disney world right mm-hmm. we're in florida so i had to get there somehow right <laughs> now know? did you um were you taking i animate from louisiana or did you move around by that time oh man i think um it was interesting because i took the when i got involved in i animate i was already in the industry i think right. okay that's what i thought yeah my first i animate course was after my first feature job believe it or not mm. Um, I was pretty naive, you know, getting out of college and pretty like obnoxious saying like, I don't need online schools. What the, hell? you know, what is this stuff? You know, like <laughs> so all, this, all this fancy people with their webcams and their videos yeah. online. And I work at the, you know, biggest yeah. hotspot. It's like, I got my degree. Yeah, exactly. I got my degree. Right. <laughs> I, I know what it. I'm doing. Right. And, um, all that paid off, I guess, because I actually got in the industry, you know, believe it or not, I got my first apprentice job at Real Effects. Nice. And uh, and then but once I got there, like I was <laughs> like, oh, crap, I need help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I was literally like, I'm the okay, real. Like, exactly. yeah. like all these people were the super elites when I got there. Right. And I was thinking, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get fired <laughs> like the next week. I, I'm like, imposter syndrome. Now you re- a, realize you, the, the skill set is different. Right. There is, right. There is, right. Right. I, 
I'm, I'm, a, I'm ready. And then yeah, there's the yeah. professional and you're yeah. sitting right next to them and you see the work. It's like, it's like, you, you did that in a day. And yeah. You're like, you're <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. And I, I was like, did, yeah. what, uh, <laughs> how? And then I I'm like, literally like, you know, Kung Fu, you know, just the journey continues. I'm like, teach me, <laughs> teach yeah, me yeah. please. And I, I got humbled really, really quick. And then, uh, after of course, real effects, I had, uh, a gap between trying to find new work when I was like, you know what, it's time to like really do this right, do it the right way. And so I started looking for a couple of courses and then yeah, that's when I signed up for, um, for iAnimate. Very cool. Uh, and I think Steve Melagrano was my first instructor. Nice. Yeah. And yeah. Luke Randall after that. Very yeah. cool. So, yeah. It was, what I love uh, about that too, is cause I think, um, I don't know if there's a misconception or not. Um, I know, you know, we have workshops from ground zero all the way through, mm -hmm. but because, uh, we are not an accredited school, we are able to open things up where you can kind of come in and take workshops here and there. And so that it works out perfectly for and that's uh, you really know, important. professionals like you. Yeah. That's really important because, uh, something that, you know, we remind our students and everyone who's listening, you, no matter where you are in your journey, we're there for you. I animate it's there for you. Yeah. You can, you know, I mean, perfect example with Brad, right. You know, he got in, he realized, man, cool. You know, I got in, you know, Lady Luck was on my side. However, yeah, I realized that, you know, on paper, <laughs> I yeah, have the right. paper, but I wasn't ready. I need to get the skills. We're there. And regardless where you are in your career, we will help you. If you need to start at the beginning, right, then you start at the beginning. And that is not, that's, that is actually potentially a better thing because you have a stronger foundation and you will grow much quicker uh, as, yeah. as an artist. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's key. Yeah. Even, even, um, even after uh, my experience in working in animation, like even today, like I still get a little rusty here and there. And it's mm -hmm. always, I always kind of come back and go to like, I have instructors at work. I have uh, fellow instructors who I work with. And I also keep in touch with, uh, you know, my mentors at all. And I'm nice. constantly pursuing feedback because yeah, even us instructors, it. we need, we need help too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> no, or at least I do. You know? Yeah. yeah. I, no, I definitely I, need some feedback. <laughs> there's a, there's one of our instructors. Um, he's been in the industry for a couple decades and at the highest level. And he said, Hey, do we have access to Jason Ryan's quadrupeds? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Well, he wanted to brush up on that, you know, right. and he's, so it's that same kind of thing. It's just, there's that constant growth. And, um, and that's why I love that you're mentioning that because I go from a professional standpoint, here you are, I've already been working in the industry, you're teaching and you're still brushing up. You're constantly wanting to learn. I love that, yeah. man. And, yeah. and I will tell this, I'm going to share a secret. Here's a gold nugget. The, some of the greatest animators are not just uh, they don't see themselves or they call themselves the masters, but they're actually master students. They continue learning. Mm -hmm. I'm continuing learning. I'm going through my old stuff right now. Like yeah, I've, yeah. I've went through my old stuff and I was like, man, that's good. I'm bringing that back. Or, you know, right. I talk with other colleagues. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. We're right, master right. learners. A right, real right. master is a master student. Right? Yeah. He masters how to learn and how to continue to develop. As yep, someone yep. that just learns, he becomes great. Question is, can you stay there? Can you follow the trends? Can you be with the, the expectations? Because expectation always grow. Right. The real ones, the real greats, are continuously polishing and working on their craft. So 
yeah. I applaud you, Brad, for, you know, being humble and, and, you know, knowing that we always have to reach out. And I think that's an, an example of what I animate is about, you know, yeah. we always yeah. learn. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, most definitely. Thank you too, Richard. Like I look at this as kind of like the Jedi council, you know, like we're all like, <laughs> we're all in a circle, you know, and then like, you know, you got the, you got the Yodas and you got the, you know, like the whoever's in high, higher standards. And I'm always like, talking i don't feel like uh, i'm there yet and i'm just like please you know like talk like get give me some advice you know i i i hunger for your your knowledge and stuff and then of course richard's talking backwards to me like he's like (laughs) 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 that's just because richard's tired yeah Yeah, like rich what are you doing i have no idea man i am so tired i need yeah no what what are we reviewing like that is that is a common saying i have that you stop walking i walk well, i don't walk in the studio but i go online and i'm like so what are we reviewing today like i, I what right. topic the meetings you know but that is funny man right. no, no, so how no, far after you know what happened after you take the workshops here at i animate oh man yeah i'm i'm like i'm trailblazing right now you got to work on um some really cool films over at real effects too and one being uh, yeah. book of life yeah, yeah, I was working with uh, Jorge Gutierrez, Book of Life. That's awesome, at, uh, man. Dallas and uh, oh yeah, Jorge was such a sweetheart. He uh, he was he hands down was the one and only guy that sold me on the film. Like from that very pitch, cool. from the previews, like I was instantly hooked. That's why nice. I always said, I was like, I made the film for him. <laughs> like I, when I worked uh, when I worked about a year and a half to it, I was like, yeah, it was all for you, Jorge. That's so, cool. That's El Jefe, you know, uh, he's on at Netflix. <laughs> he's on at Netflix doing bigger and better things now. And, uh, you know, really sweet, 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 man. Um, just released a podcast with Rod uh, Douglas, who was a storyboard ah, artist on that. And he just had some right great on. things to say about uh, Jorge as well. Yeah. yeah. And then looking back on that, it's like, man, just the experience and the people that were there at the time and then sharing all that knowledge and working on the film uh i really cherish that and especially being in texas where all that barbecue was baby oh, Ooh, nice. you couldn't get, get any work done after you know lunch or dinner time it was all you know you were in a food coma after siesta the day, so huh? yeah and it's like my oh, my animation has so many calories oh what's going on here you know <laughs> But then after that, um, I took some classes, right? And I really focused on my reel because I remember asking uh, one of my supervisors at the time, his name was Rich McCain, awesome dude. And I said, what could I focus on? What could I work on? And then he was just like, love to see some more acting from you. Because, hmm. of course, like working on the film, I did a bunch of backgrounds and a bunch of idols and just learned how to product- production was flowing, getting my feet wet. And I was like, okay, cool. And then when I signed up, I took a, uh, the workshop with Luke Randall. I think it was full body acting as well. Mm-hmm. And then really was like, crap, I got to get my body mechanics solid too. So I took yeah. body mechanics, you know, with Melagrano and then um, just started working on my reel and really, really nailing, you know, down the fundamentals before I got into acting. Nice. And, uh, and then from there, uh, I did a small job in Florida, you know, utilizing VR while I was taking class too. So I was grinding, man. You know, man. I was, I was putting the time in, in my own job as well as out of my job too. So I was just absorbing animation, like getting hit in the face, left and right tutorials, you know, keyframes. And I think, 
um, no, A Tools wasn't out yet, but it was mm. just like whatever nitpicks, like Tween Machine was pretty hot at the time. So I was like, ooh, you know, this is tight, you know, and I could I could apply that to my workflow. And I was like looking at uh, A A W E pickers and mm. like looking at less banks, uh, like uh, 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 Anim tools and stuff. And I was just like looking for every small little nook and cranny and nice little new piece of tech I could add to Maya to help my workflow, you know, to really get a sense of how to animate. Cause in feature, it was quick, you know, you got a sign maybe like five or six feet a week and I've never seen animators animate so fast, but at such a high quality level. Mm -hmm. So I was trying to develop that mindset. It's like, all right, I want to learn, but also, you know, not lollygag or, you know, not like drag, you know, dry grass or whatever, but just like get quick, you know, like get proficient. And then um, after that picked up a, a job at Ninja Turtles working at uh, Bardell Animation, which was a dream come true, man. That's awesome. I'm like a turtle's nutball, you know, like <laughs> me anything Ninja Turtles, man. I was in heaven working on that. And uh, yeah, that was like the TV grind, you know, so I really got my feet wet working, working there. Now, did you learn how to animate quickly there? That would seem like that would be a good environment. Uh, obviously not oh, yeah. the, the, or I'm saying no at Bardell. Oh, at Bardell? Yeah, I um, I knew how to uh, apply myself because I think I picked up the uh, the time management and also okay. the uh, the discipline at Real Effects. I consider Real Effects kind of like my school, like my gotcha. boot camp. You know, exactly, yeah, like, exactly. My I think with camp, Real right. Effects, if you don't mind, Real Effects really set the standard because mm-hmm. you know when Real Effects started, they had some real heavy hitters. The expectation. Yeah was you know it was industry expectation and you yeah. literally like say oh that is that's exactly. what i need to hit exactly and and yeah. you know you're like and you're using that as your your benchmarks like i need to climb this mountain so yeah. i can say i can hit this quality you went to you started with iAnimate to to add more to your skill set right. learn the skill set you have this studio to practice and apply all these learnings and that is like, and it's, it's, it's a similar story to many animators is that mm-hmm. you need to find a place where you're comfortable and yeah. you're challenged and you know, like the expectation to hit and you have time to practice it, iterate. And I keep telling students, it's not about one big shot. It's about multiple learnings and how mm-hmm. you can grow as an artist. Yeah, and exactly. I think real effects was that. And then again, something I also tell to the students is once you uh, learn your process, then mm-hmm. you need many, many years. Exactly. Let me tell you, many, many oh, years. Yeah. And yep. in my standard, where you know, where where I get to sit on the Jedi Council, the the <laughs> minimum years, uh, like I see, it takes at least ten years before exactly. you master your own skill before you're ready to take to the next skill set, which yeah. is it's crazy. Right. So I think you had that. Uh, you know, a great place to start your your career. I mean, real effects is, is a phenomenal place. Yeah, to yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And at the time, like like you had said, Richard, they were really trying to prove themselves because mm-hmm. before their first feature, Freebirds, like they were yeah. just a commercial house, right? Yeah. They worked in a bunch of, and it was high level, high end stuff. Right, right. I and remember. I don't know if you guys remember like those Looney Tune shorts that they made. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They made Daffy's Rhapsody and a bunch of those Wiley Coyote ones, yeah. which Phenomenal. I never seen anything. Like at that time, that was hot. Like that yeah. was dude. They what really the what what's going on over here right like what are you guys doing and still to this day like daffy's rap is like my favorite animated short like Very i've seen cool. in 3D. 
And at that time, they brought all these people from Pixar and DreamWorks and Disney under this one house. And they were like, okay, guys, we're doing a feature. So let's, let's, let's get to work. And I was like there around that time. And I think that, that added to, oh, this is how you guys do it from other studios, right? Nice. Yeah. In yeah. that environment, I think, and I, I really want me on people to understand that that environment is an amazing environment to learn from. Mm-hmm. We try to repli- uh, replicate that, you know, yeah. animate. When yeah. you come here, you know, say, great, understand what your skills are now. That is your new base. That's, that's right. where you start. Anything less than that, well, if you, if you took my old, <laughs> if you would cut my class, I, I know I could be pretty firm. It's just you know, how it is. I'd be like, no, that's unacceptable. That is your baseline. Right. Anything right. under that is unacceptable. Oh, if yeah. If you I, only hit that, it's unacceptable. Exactly. I expect you to hit here. This is your, everyone gets their own, you know, we tailor to every student and give every student their own oh, expectation. Yeah. But oh, yeah. I'd be like, hey, this is what you hit. And that you have that environment. The students, uh, will learn that, you know, know that you experience that and you're going to bring that to your, to your class. Right. So yeah. I think mm-hmm. that is such an advantage for them to know that story. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh exciting. yeah. I've seen, I've seen those early episodes of you, Richard. Yeah. I'm, oh. binge watch, I'm binge watching them in the vault. Right. It's like, it's oh. like, it's like season one, you know, of Richard, Richard's I animate class, you know, uh, I was that's, holding that's back the, too. That's, that's the good content, right? That's, like the, hell, like, that's that. like the Hell's Kitchen of I animate, right? Yeah. <laughs> Coming back from war, right? Yeah, yeah. Are you <laughs> stupid? Yeah. No, no, I, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't know. say that, but I'll I'm be like, kidding, I, do, I do have like, you know, there's some, there's some, you know, I do ask the questions like, oh yeah, do you, you understand got, what you got, you're presenting you me, to. right? Like, and that's a good point too, because just in my new classes, I that's like my first promise to like my new students is like, I will treat you as if you're working right next to me nice. and I'm not going to hold back on you at all. You know, it's like, I can be your friend, but I'm almost not here to be your friend. I'm here to teach you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm here to really Push give you. you the insight of we, what we expect here. We're going to yeah. jam on this, Larry. I'm going to say something because, uh, you know, uh, Brad and I have been talking uh, since he started. We, you know, we have our good one-on-one sessions and mm-hmm. you just said the right thing is that when, as you know, all our instructors I animate, there is, they are real mentors and there's a different kind of relationship. So I have mentees, I have, you know, yeah. personal mentees that I coach, other directors that I coach, but that relationship, it is a, a a commitment relationship like they're committing to listening to you do or die and learn from you i'm committing that i will put you through you know (laughs) anything but always help you progress and there is a friendship but that friendship is is um the friendship that we provide to us so it is always of service of your growth Mm-hmm. And that's why we make a promise. It's like, I will tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. Exactly. What you need yeah. to hear to come. And that you just said it like, you know, I promise my student, like I'm there to help you. I'm there to support you. However, when you're down, I'm going to lift you up. And if you're too slow, I will push you. And if you're going to fall yeah. off, I'll catch you and say, hey, <laughs> you're going off track. Let's get back on track. So I exactly. love that you mentioned that in such a simple word. I make a promise to, mm-hmm. to my students. Yeah. that says it all right there yeah yeah it's like it's like it, i i want to provide them what i would want if i you know was starting in anything new you know yeah. to at least uh be truthful be honest but also push me where i need help you know like it like it's like no holds barred right yeah. i'm i'm providing a service but especially on the first day 
You know, that's usually what I like to talk to my students and ensure them. I'm like, Hey, I've been there. I know what it feels like. I got you, you know, I, I'm yeah. gonna, and I'm gonna help you too. So it's just that connection between teacher and student that I really, I really like as like Luke and, you know, Melligrano and plenty of my mentors at Blizzard too have like always kind of set me back where sometimes I was getting a little too frisky and a little too excited. And I'd be like, and they'd be like, Hey, Hey, calm down, buddy. <laughs> Take it slow. You know, <laughs> you know like they kind of, they kind of, they kind of got to like put me in my corner and just like remind me. I'm like, Hey, look, it's take, it takes time. All right. Uh-huh. It's like not there yet. All right. Yeah. But it'll come. Right. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, okay. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got yes, it. Master. You know, I'm like, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> nice. You know, Very nice. So what were some of the things that you learned at Bardell working on TMNT? I know it was a really cool action-y series, obviously. Um, Dude, yeah. Man, that was was exciting. It went by so fast. It's like, oh, yeah, what actually happened there? Because we were making magic. Like, we were ripping out season five like crazy. And um, one of the big things was their style and how they approached animation. Like, every new studio has a different pipe, a different workflow, and, like, different stages of animation. Bardell was unique because... First off, uh, we were working with Nickelodeon and Nickelodeon storyboarded pretty much like everything that we do. And if you haven't seen Nickelodeon storyboards, they are phenomenal. They are like cool. legitimately yeah. hardcore. And I, I guarantee you many animators have worked on that because some of those, you get those storyboards that are animated. And I'm like, oh, dude, I'm like, oh, dude, this guy went to town on that. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I want that shot. Right. Or like, yeah. I'm like, give me that one. But um, yeah, what I've learned there is pretty much, um, Chris, first off, it's television. A lot of these things need to be ripped out really quick. But I've also learned that uh, previs is essential. Getting your idea out quick and dirty helps with the process as far as moving forward. They want everything matched to the storyboards, but also the next two phases are pretty much get it in the spline, right? Get it into body mechanics and animating. And the third is just facial animation, right? So it's like, okay, a lot of my time is just going to be spent in the beginning stages, right? Getting that block out, getting that staging, because I don't know if you watch TMNT, a lot of that stuff is pretty hardcore. Their fights, their choreography. How do you get from this pose to that pose? And sometimes I remember this one shot I had of Splinter kicking these foot in the butt with like a broomstick. And he had three poses. He had yaw, yaw, and yaw, right? And then I was like, okay, how do I get from yaw to yaw? You know, like, like <laughs> what, is, what is this and that? You know, like, what's in between that? And you're like, yeah, well, you figure it out, right? And they're like, you're the animator, right? And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. You know, so I started blocking something really quick. And by doing it there, by getting it in really dirty, like I think um, Jimmy Hayward, uh, the director of Freebirds, used to say it like popsicle stick theater. And he was just like, I don't care what it looks like. Just get something in front of the camera, get some movement in there to give me an idea of what you're thinking mm, so okay. I can approve that or push yeah. you forward. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's what cool. I did on turtles. I got in there rough and loose, really loosey goosey. And then once I got a flow, as far as the fight choreography or the shape change or a good feeling, I could start jumping into blocking plus, right. Which was just yeah. like literally getting the body mechanics, getting the weight, and then it was like that. It was rinse and repeat, next shot, next shot. And of course, I adapted over that. Almost like Richard said earlier, it's like the more shots and the more animation that you do, it's, it's literally rinse and repeat. 
again and again. And you're only as good as your last shot. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's just, thank you. So, but also too, it's you're, you're applying what you've learned to the previous shot to your next one. And it's like making that clay pot over and over again. You know, you're just developing your skills, developing your workflow and then find like finding your groove, you know, like, so what I always said, it's like, ah, I'm here for like three or four months. I haven't found my groove just yet, but when we start getting, like we start popping and it's like, okay. And I started finding a lot more efficient workflow in Bardell. I think, I think that's what I've learned probably more than anything was just how to, how to like really like plan out ahead of time, what I'm going to animate and then apply so, that. Right. Let me ask gotcha. you this, right. Mm-hmm. So you had, learn a lot of the process, right? We go back to real effects. You learned a lot. Yeah. You had a lot of people showing how they do it. Do yeah. you find this is where you're saying, okay, I learned all the different way of approaching and tackling a shot. This is where I think you were like expressing yourself and finding your method, right? right. And that's right. why you were just kind of finding your groove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love that. And even, even today, I still kind of add and subtract from my workflow because dudes like, what, what are we in 2021 right now? And then Anim, when was Animbot turned loose? Like that tool came out yeah, and was like, dude, oh, if I had ago, that, at least. <laughs> or at least, yeah, well, it was like a tools at the time. Yeah. And now it's like adding more and more new tools to the game and yeah. like more utilities to your belt. They're like, dude, if I had this in college, I'd be like, <laughs> oh my God. Right. And I'm adding and subtracting to my workflow. And the cool thing about my mentors and coworkers at blizzard is that every once in a while we have kind of like a little demo for each uh, animator to show off kind of how they do things nice and what's their favorite tools what what do they like ik fk ik spine fk spline like you know uh weighted unweighted tangents and i'm watching them and i'm like picking off a few things here and there it's almost kind of like exercising I don't know if everybody likes to do it, but when you're in the gym, you want to feel good about working out, you know, and right. it's almost like, okay, this is working for me. I'm getting like a couple of, you know, good size on my bicep on this yeah. exercise. Maybe I'll keep go- doing that. Right. Same thing with animation. It's like, okay, I like that method. I like the way that, you know, they use these tools in order to get this kind of result. Maybe I'll try that, or maybe I'll take away what I'm doing and use this hotkey for both of these things like that. Right. And it's almost like mix and matching and finding out what you like to do. And I mean, that's growth. You're challenging your creative muscle, right? Mm -hmm. It is a creative muscle. Like, you know, we're, uh, you know, we say workflow and, and, you know, I have, you know, I have an opinion on that, but you're challenging your yourself of how you tackle a a problem. You're Mm -hmm. seeing how others do it. And you're like, maybe, my work way works. It's been working for, you know, whatever the, the, you know, the, the 20 years or, or more you've been doing it, mm-hmm. but now it's like, you know, it's like, Oh, but they did like that. That's quite interesting. Is, is my way still the best way? Right. Well, actually, let me try. And like, huh, maybe come to the same thing. Maybe you need to do a few times. And sometimes you just add, like I add things. I'm like, Oh, that's how you set that up. Or that, that cue is great to right, right. help, uh, you know, the character. Mm-hmm. you know so yeah yeah it's all it's all about it's not like basically changing your workflow but almost adding to it just trying out new techniques that can maybe speed your workflow or help it along yeah uh i really really like how every animator has its own individual workflow i think that's really amazing and i support that too because i, I just think that makes it them very unique in the way they approach stuff and you can 
each other animator can learn from each other instead mm-hmm. of like looking to like uh, the top animator, the number one, I think sharing methods like that and looking how each, each other works can help you progress. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I really, you, I really yeah. dig the whole workflow aspect of it. Very nice. Know? Now, how much, okay, so, you know, cinematics in the level that Blizzard is producing and the games uh, as well is different than what you were doing for television, you know? So how much did that, did your workflow change, you know, jumping into cinematics and games or was it uh, just a slight modification on how you were doing things? Oh, right. Um, so, yeah, television, I, I really looked back and I was like, man, I wish I had more time and more... Uh, more feedback because I was actually outsourcing when I was working on TMNT. I had a supervisor there, but also like the main team was in Vancouver and I was working in Kelowna, you know, because it's a little cheaper there, you know, like to live there. And I was like, you know, trying to save a buck or two, you know, some CAD here and there. But uh, but what I really liked was um, uh, the feedback was coming basically via email and via instructions. So like mm-hmm. I didn't really have too much one-on-one time versus when I got to Blizzard, you know, that was my next job, of course. And then Blizzard, that was like, that's triple A, you know, love, yeah, triple A cinematics. If you've seen the world of Warcrafts, it's so super high realistic. And what I found out was like all of that was keyframe, but a lot of the time was put into each shot each crevice, each detail. I learned so much at Blizzard and it it gave me vibes of real effects again, because here was a place where not only people, there's like 20 year vets working there. Right. And I I remember watching the Warcraft two trailer. I think it was around, Oh my God. It was probably around 20, 2010 ish or 20, 2009. No, yeah. 11, 13, 2011. It was when yeah. uh, I, it was when Jason Ryo just started. I animate. Cause I remember him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, that's and, 2010 uh, then. Yeah. He was, he was coming. Okay. Yeah. 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 You got it. I don't deny you. No, no. <laughs> it's like, I don't deny your knowledge master. And it's like, please forgive me. <laughs> but anyway, you know, no, Jason came in. I remember that, but they showed that trailer and I was like, Holy crap. I've never seen, like cinematics like this. And all it was, it was just a guy walking into a room and putting armor on himself, but it looks so realistic. I was like, is that, is that, yeah, is that keyframe? Is that, that mocap? That doesn't look mocap. Like, what is that? And you get into blizzard, you see how they do it. And then exactly. I said, Richard really grounded. Like there you have solid, solid foundations. Mm -hmm. And if you notice blizzard has everything that they do is just huge armor big characters, huge ogres, and then everything has a sense of weight to it. Mm-hmm. So that was like the biggest thing I learned at Blizzard was weight, 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 weight. It's just cool. all about believability, you know, and how you can make these giant creatures, fantasy things feel alive, you know, but also pushing that style. So now did you come on as a cine- uh, cinematics animator or games into Blizzard first? Yeah. So I started okay. in cinematics, right? On Overwatch. I think it did Hearthstone is Home, the musical. And oh, I love that, that was a love great, you got some man. great stuff on there. I, that was a surprise. Yeah, that was you a were surprise. pushed hard on that, eh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I felt, I felt like, like, oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. Like, I came in expecting, like, dude, Overwatch, World of Warcraft, Diablo. And I'm like, oh, Hell's Gates, this is going to be dope. Like, what are we working on? He goes, Working on a musical. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hey, but it brings huh? you back down yeah. to your Disney stuff, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. There you go. So, 
I, I, I really got an adrenaline kick after that because like as soon as we I saw those characters and I heard that musical like I instantly was like oh my god this is like Tangle this is like Tangle Tangle yeah. Tangle Tangle yeah. and then I got like super excited so and oh my god I think that was like possibly my favorite that was like I think that was my favorite project it was my first mm-hmm. project but I got a special place in my heart for that one because it was my first musical I did and I had a musical shot on my demo reel at the time so I was just like did yeah. that have anything to do with you picking me up? And you're like, mm, maybe. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I tell all the feature students, I say, hey, get a musical piece. Yeah, yeah. Short, it could be intense singing to the camera. Right. You could come in sliding in the big right. world, you know, oh, yeah. like yeah. you need that. Like that. If you want to get into film or you want to get into right. Blizzard, right? I know, right? It's like, who would have thought Blizzard would have picked you up for a musical? <laughs> guess what? 20 years later after Blizzard started, we're doing a musical, you know, so nice. <laughs> yeah. never say never, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, your shots on your reel that you have um, for that one particular just are, are Really, really nice, man. Thanks, yeah, really dude. nice stuff there. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, dude. I really, really wish I can go back and animate that character. Now, was uh, that so- a tough transition coming from TV to that one? Because that was obviously at a high level and it obviously you have the skills uh, to do it, but I'm just wondering, you know, just that that jump mindset and everything else. It's fu- it's funny that you should mention that because like I felt more at home in, in Blizzard because that was more the cinematic approach. That was more their workflow i was very familiar with gotcha. like getting an idea in blocking it blocking plusing it and getting the director's approval and then moving your way into body mechanics then splining then polishing stuff mm-hmm. that was my initial workflow versus television where it was basically just three key frames and okay animate it all the way through right and then get like and try to make it look nice, right? You know, at the end, you didn't get as much time, but also you had a style, right? You had a very snappy pose to pose style right, right. that Ninja Turtles required versus cinematics where it's almost like um, exaggerated. Uh, it's almost like anticip- like exaggerated, st- stylized exaggeration. That's what I like mm-hmm. to call. You have very mm-hmm. fundamental grounded work, but you're pushing it in the areas that need to be, you know, appealing. And a lot of rules, a lot of recipes, a lot of recipes, a lot of formulas like, oh, I put this on fives and I hold on threes, right? And it's like, and it's automatic. You're just like, because, you know, when when I was doing TV, same thing. I was like, oh, this is the rule. Pose, pose, pose. I'll copy a pose, bring it over, just push a few things so there's a moving hold. Right. Three frames and exit. And then made my blocking, you know, the idea go through much quicker. Exactly. But it was like simple rules. And then, but yeah. it helped me become a, a, a much faster sure. animator because then I, I knew how to tackle the shot quicker. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, I was, I felt at home in cinematics. Like I remember it was, it felt, it felt like real effects again. Gotcha. And that was the, that was the, 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 the environment I was craving, you know, just having being pushed, but also, you know, approaching your shot from a very, uh, reference type of way or drawing type of way and getting everybody in a room and just hammering down on the planning and the collaboration. Like I dug that a lot and just the process all the way through. Like I felt, I felt really, really comfortable making gotcha. that transition. So yeah. So not so much something you had to re, you know, you had to learn. It was right, kind of right. like you said, back to home. Yeah. Yeah. Back to home, but also like pushing my muscles now. Right. It's like, okay. Like I remember this is round two, right? It's like, first <laughs> I was in boot camp, and second I came back and I was like, okay, let me really try to really refine and polish my workflow here, you know, in the time being. So yeah, yeah. it was really, it was really cool. I That's loved, awesome. uh, I love cinematics. 
Yeah. So from um, uh, Hearthstone, where'd mm-hmm. you jump on from then? Was that some Overwatch to, stuff? Yeah. Yeah. I, I got my first Overwatch role, which I was, I loved. It was Reinhardt. It was called Honor and Glory. And that one, that was probably, it was, I think it was my, yeah, it was my only Overwatch one, but I really enjoyed uh, Honor and Glory. And then from there, I went to a bunch of in-game cinematics for World of Warcraft because, you know, World of Warcraft is, is, it was there from the beginning and all their stories are being told from in-game cinematics. So we had a bunch of that work coming Mm. and I got, I got, I got thrown onto a lot of that stuff as well. And then I got lucky. Oh yeah, actually, I'm sorry. I lied. The Overwatch. I did another Overwatch one with Junkrat and Roadhog. Yeah, so, at the very end. Yeah, of your, for, uh, yeah, yeah. For doing their level of Junkertown, their release of Junkertown. Gotcha. We had a month. We had a month to do that, which was that was insane. And it was a team of like five animators, and I, I got chosen to work on there because very the directors cool. saw kind of like my pushed anime style, anime style. And they were like, "Well, Junkrat's pretty loosey goosey, you know. Nice. So let's 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 put him on there too." Well, that's one of the things I have in my notes here too, because um, I think it was the stuff for Overwatch, because mm-hmm. it kind of reminded me back when you said, "Hey, you know, I'm at, at Real Effects. Hey, what can I work on?" Right. And it was that you know, nice acting, subtle. You came to yeah. iAnimate, and you yeah. see that heavily in your Overwatch mm-hmm. stuff, which yeah. was awesome. And then yeah. I noticed the uh, what was it, the junkyard? What? Uh, Junker Town. Junker Town. Yeah. Yeah. And then how cartoony and push that was. So you right, got this. Right. You have a nice variety on your reel. And then yeah, then you have the uh, the uh, singing and stuff, you know. So it's just yeah. it's pretty cool yeah. to see the variety you have. The range. It's really like yeah. right. it also shows range. And I think you know a lesson is that you know as an artist that is growing, right? You know, mm-hmm. you came, you got more experience. It it it. it, it it gave you the advantage to um, to try other things, go on different projects, and get more range in your reel to show that you can right. do more than just you right. know. As every anime is like, here I have this, I'm ready. I want to animate. Great, that's cool. Right. But what else can you do? How much? Exactly. How much room? How, how far can you take a shot? How far can you go with a style? Yeah. These are exactly. questions that a studio or the director is looking oh, yeah. for. It's like, cool, he can animate, but could he animate it in our style? Yeah. Or could he push yeah. it? Yeah, you know, you want to have that on your reel, right? I mean, you have a great reel. I mean, that's, that's, that's I was awesome. to say, then the other stuff you have on there is the uh, in-game stuff. Yeah, and it, yeah. What's, what I love about it is the fidelity in that because it's it's not like you're watching these cinematics and all of a sudden it's mm-hmm. this jarring difference. You know, there's a high right. fidelity in your game stuff that just looks really solid too. So it's just, yeah, nice, nice variety. Thanks. Yeah, I really dig that about especially um, the cinematics where they take it from one style, which is probably if you, I, I begged to work on the world of Warcraft, like uh, <laughs> cinematics, just because they were so hyper real. Mm. Right. And I think that's what I'm kind of pursuing now. I'm trying to get into the more hyper, like practicing the more hyper real department. The yeah. only thing that I think I haven't done yet is VFX, which I know is more hyper real, but yeah. I want to challenge myself with that. And I encourage my students to do that as well. Like when they're starting a new shot or approaching something new, I say, try to think of two things. One, what haven't you seen before? And two, what haven't you done before? Mm. You know, so it's like, try, try adding something new to the mix on your demo reel. Okay, you do comedy. That's great. You make me laugh. Ha, that's awesome. You're the funny guy. You're the, you're the life <laughs> of the party, right? Think of something more dramatic, man, or maybe something more suspenseful, or maybe something that pantomimes or communicates or musical, right? It's like, try to add that variety to your demo reel, not only to break out of like your zone, but to challenge yourself with something new, right? right to right. develop, to learn like new skill set. 
when it comes to performing. Yeah. New timing because exactly. that settle is going to be way different than that push cartoony. Yeah. And a lot of studios like DreamWorks, for example, have you seen their films? Like every new film that they release, it's all a different style, right? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. all something new, you know, and yeah. it's something that especially like, you know, you know, Pixar and Disney, they look for that, especially when they're coming out with new films, they're trying yeah. to try something new, put a new spin on it, give it a new look. And then, of course, you got the indie indie scene, which goes totally crazy, right? And then yeah. now you've got 2D, hopefully making a big comeback. Yeah, you know, yeah. Klaus, it's, it's, and you're like, holy comeback. shit! I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah. It was like you're just like, holy! <laughs> <laughs> like you're just like you're like, oh my god! You know, this is amazing, right? Yeah, yeah. There's something that could be learned from the traditional style as well. Yep, yep. You know, which is and awesome. Is, and all these things, like, do you talk? Do you put that part of your of your lectures of your lessons? Oh, yeah. Like how? Like like what are kind of little things that you do to infuse that? Oh yeah, I uh, I basically look a lot at the classics too. I look a lot at two D because I think there's a lot of good discipline that comes from two D as well. Um, I took a class with Randy Haycock, amazing, amazing traditional animator, and he always talked about motion and emotion, mm-hmm. uh, how things are very pose eccentric, and how you can just get so much appeal out of just your poses alone. Mm-hmm. That's why yeah. I throw throw drawings traditional drawings up there and i'm like just feel the essence of this character mm-hmm. look at the eyes look at the body pose look at the story that's being promoted here and infuse because i'm still learning about breakdowns like even today i'm like i hear breakdowns but i don't quite understand it until i actually apply it to my pose to pose yeah, yeah. i'm like okay i get it now and i'm still working on it right i yeah, haven't got yeah. it figured out but I still remind myself by infusing traditional 2D into how blocking is done in order to uh, help with less of a headache when it comes to splining and polishing. Because I think sometimes students and me myself get lost in our prep and our planning to when we get into that zone and that splining that we're all, I don't want to reanimate what I've already done. Right. Right. I want to push <laughs> what my foundations have already started. Right. It's like, yeah. I, I feel you can get a lot of that by going back to learning how these guys animate it traditionally. So gotcha. I put a lot of that. I put a lot of examples. Of course, film is always the best thing to do. Like you don't have to, you don't have to work hard or exercise to watch film. It's just really observing and watching and, understanding and like ted t always said he goes there's something that catches your interest or your eye about a certain shot or a certain film you know it's like it's like finding you know finding that one wildlife animal when you're when you're hiking or something it's like it's a rare opportunity so Mm. take it study it learn why it interests you and see how you can apply that to your work right so it's really That's just observing, killer. right? Yeah, yeah. I love Ted. I mean, it's Ted. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ted. He's, <laughs> like, he's like Yoda, you know, like I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like he's, the <laughs> he's the oldest of all. He's the oldest of all of us. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm actually binge watching Ted right now. Yeah. Nice. Wow. Very I'm on, cool. I'm on a binge watch of, uh, of The Vault, which is great. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> I mean, he's been, I mean, our, you know, like as a student, you're like, hold on, wait a minute. The, this instructor who's done like so much, I like, he's, he's, He's like at one of the best studios in the world, working on some of the best projects in the world. Yet he's still going through the Animate Vault and just feeding on this this knowledge. Mm. And that is, again, 
what I am is about. We are here to learn, share and yeah. grow. And we too apply yeah. these things. We don't just like, oh yeah, cool. You know, I know it all. I do everything. We right. are actually studying and we're actually looking and learning and talking to each other, to other, you know, other supervisors, other directors, other artists that are really bringing their A game. Mm-hmm. We use the vault ourselves and our yeah. students. Oh, yeah. You have access to the vault. Oh, yeah. You should be watching every, every class you should be watching as much as you yeah. can. If you're taking a lunch break, watch watch yeah. a lecture watch oh, yeah. one just watch yeah. one i would encourage that especially to everybody and i think that's something a lot of students and me myself at the time underestimated was the vault like mm-hmm. the vault is just a archive of knowledge and history and just teachings from all these great instructors that work places. So just like listening to a podcast, if you're listening to me right now, go listen to the vault as well. Right. Yeah. It's, like, yeah. Yeah. it's just, it doesn't, you don't even have to, you don't even have to like necessarily watch it unless they're doing a demonstration, but just to hear their knowledge being yeah. talked about, like talking about, you know, like what they do, how they approach a shot, how they, you know, feel something out. Where do you start when you create a shot? Let me ask you this, right? I'm going to, I'm going to throw you into the challenge, right? (laughs) When you're going to think of a shot, like, where do you start? Where's the, like, where's that essence? Where do you start before, before animating? How do you think? What do you do? What do you say? What are you asking? Like, where do you start a shot? Okay. So like if it's like a voice shot, cause there's, there's kind of two ways. If I do like a mechanical shot, I'll usually just draw like a couple of thumbnails to get a feeling and a mm-hmm. shape and a sense of weight. And I like to play with timing. If it's yeah. mechanical, if it's a voice line, like first thing I do is I listen to that voice line about a hundred times. I get familiar <laughs> with it. I put the yeah. Disney formula, like my, I like repeat, rinse and repeat. I make sure I've got it implemented in my brain and I could hit Every syllable, every breath, I know where the beat's at. And then um, what John Collins told me, and I really, I really learned a lot of this on Blizzard when I worked in games. Uh, John Collins is like he's a Pixar vet. He's one of our outsourcing supervisors on Team Four. Awesome guy. He said, um, "Brad, just lock yourself in a room, uh, <laughs> like not like like not like that." But he goes, "But just make sure that you can get out." But just like, yeah, I can't get out. <laughs> cut yourself right. Yeah, cut yourself off from all distractions on the outside, mm-hmm. hit that um, audio, just take your camera right now and just record and just explore, see what happens. Do your take the way you would like it. Do it another way. Try to discover what you haven't thought about, but just, you know, be free, you know, let, let your emotions take over and put everything that you can into that and come back later and then watch everything and see what works, what doesn't work, what was cool about this, what was cool about that. And just um, it, it's basically just recall. You're, you're, sync, you're taking apart all of your, uh, your acting and your emotion and finding out what works and what rings true. You know, what makes this shot or whatever you're working on? What's the core essence of what you're trying to get across? And I found out when I did that, even though it's, it's time, it's a little time consuming, but it's worth it because you're discovering something that you yourself might have not thought through in the beginning. You're just doing research, you know, and just like every great actor who does one or two or possibly 10 or five takes, you know, you'll, you'll find it when you actually start putting the work into, you know, you yourself as an animator, like what rings true. Um, 
like Don Blue said it best when he just said, I think, and I show this with my class all the time. And he said, like, you know, the purest essence of like art is finding all like getting all your emotions and finding out how to translate that to the screen. Right. It's basically yeah. just translating what you're feeling here to there, you know, and I was like, yeah, that's basically what shooting reference and getting down to the essence of who you are as an animator is all about. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause not only do you want to, you know, do justice to that voice acting line, but you also want to show off who you like, well not show off, but more or less show who you are as an individual, mm -hmm. you know, what does your personality bring to this? Right, right. I think a lot of studios are looking for that as well. Right. They're almost looking as for your individual voice as an artist to see like, how can we bring this on our team to shake things up? Yeah. You know, a little bit. So I do a okay, lot wanna, of reference. <laughs> that's, I want to follow up answer. on that in here, because one of the things that, you know, you're unique in this is that you've done feature, as I mentioned, mm -hmm. you've cinematics, but you've also done in-game stuff. You, you teach um, both uh, workshops in our feature as well as our games. Yeah, so that's, that's kind of that's, cool, huh? Yeah, that's very cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, I do, yeah, I do teach games Yeah, too. That is pretty cool. <laughs> so kind of jump, piggybacking on that, how does yeah. that workflow um, similar as well as different for you when you tackle on a, a game's uh, in-game stuff? Oh, in-games is pretty cool too, because like, just like, just like a good actor, like the player, the player is a big new introduction into your whole factor of animation. Because when you're doing features, somebody's watching. When you're doing games, somebody's playing, right? So somebody's interacting with your animation. So it's more of a tighter connection when it comes to games. I look at games. I look at like the people that play them, the characters that you play are pretty much based on the real world, depending on their laws or principles, could be in space, could be underwater, could be wherever. But a lot of the body and the weight comes into play when showing who this character is, whether they're attacking or running, but you can get a lot of emotion and a lot of personality, even in a run cycle mm -hmm. or even in walking, you know, or jumping too. A lot of that shows off. And especially too, when you're taking, like, say if you're, you're going through our school and you see Lisa, who's like the poster child for our games workshop, you know, what can you do to give Lisa, like to make Lisa feel different than what's already been established, right? Mm. How can you add more emotion, whether that be ability, a disability, where she's confident, heroic, a lot of that comes from idle to attacking, to walking. And that's what I've learned about uh, with game animation is that a lot of the mechanics transition to each other fluently and that's the stuff that you, i really got to work on as an animator it's more body mechanics more um there's strength in posing there's also strength in attacking you know medium low and hard attacks as well too which i've also discovered and just the initial reaction that the player wants to feel when you initiate that button code is what you have to project through your animation versus the moment that I want to express to you. It's like, how does the player react versus what you're showing them in cinematic? I think that's like a big, a big uh, separation between the two genres, you know? Cool. And, and because, and something, and I tell um, all our animators, like you want to really uh, learn, I, I highly, because I started in features. Well, everyone thinks sure. like, you know, my career started in games. Actually, I started in, in, uh, in TV and then the feature. And then from feature, I got an interest in games and I went to game cinematics and, and really, you know, 
it really just kind of exploded from there. But yeah. you should, everyone should, everyone should study uh, feature film because feature film is really about the performance and you sit down, right? You, like you yeah. said, you know, it's all about sitting down, eating popcorn and watching. If you know how to craft a performance, what game animators need to learn is this, uh, like we all often focus on the mechanics, but how do you put performance in a 15 uh, frame cycle or 30 frames or 45 frames, doesn't really matter long, but how do you put personality in, in an animation that loops? Okay, because right. everyone says you could put personality, but how, where you put the personality and you also led into the breakdowns where the breakdowns are just as important as the golden poses or the key poses. Yeah. But there is, there is a, this little piece of moment where you could put great personality in these animation and those who understand how have a huge leverage, a huge gap. They just literally jumped a huge gap because very few are focusing on that. They're focusing on making a cool attack, a powerful attack, but they right. forgot that this is a character that right. I want to live through. Right. As yeah. there's a character that I'm witnessing their story. Well, now the three C's, right? Control, mm -hmm. camera, and character, right? is in my hand. I'm supposed to live through this character. I want to feel this character's expression as yeah. the character is attacking, as the character is getting hit or blocking or dodging. Exactly. I want to not dodge. I want to live the dodge as it is right. an exciting dodge where it's, it's near miss mm -hmm. or it's calculated and they're mm -hmm. happy to do it or whatever it is. That animation is Dodge is the mechanics. And, you know, if you saw some of the, the, the stuff where uh, much, uh, many of the, like the, the, the foundation of the stuff that I've done starts from, you know, we talked about this in many old podcasts. Yep. You are the, the animator, you're the actor, you're the director. The animator is the technician. Well, there's the mechanics, the expression, the gesture, and then the imagery, the, the outcome, right? Those are core to, to developing a really great character games you want to learn performance you need to understand performance that will make you a really great animator because just oh, yeah. making nice mechanics that's easy well i mean it's not mm -hmm. easy but it that's the easy part <laughs> yeah right? yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Over yeah. easy yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah i'm getting all heated up again you guys I know, yeah. right oh, i love it i love the fire it's like he's cutting a promo which is great yeah. you know? <laughs> i feel like i'm like, i feel like i'm gonna like you know one-on-one -on -one with you at saturday night it's like yeah saturday. be there <laughs> be there man with your yeah. mechanics with your animation yeah. that's, how, that's how i promote my classes I'm that's like, right <laughs> no 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 yeah that's 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 uh i love um i love all the everything that you're saying richard and i couldn't agree more the um especially when it comes to like games like overwatch or say if you're working on a brand new game like that's that's all the bread and butter it's just the the showmanship of what this game is about who these characters are because the first thing that you want to do with your gamers is you want to get their attention. You want to be like, Ooh, what is this? Right. And then the next thing is what's the gameplay like, right? Is this like, is this um, experience or is this showmanship just as awesome as the cinematics themselves? Right. Can I expect this from the game? Can I live in this world? Can I breathe through this character? And doing like ultimate attacks or finishers, just like in fighting games too, you want that energy. You want that connection between the player and the character. 
to feel that moment because that's what makes gaming so excited. You're playing with your friends, but you want to take charge. You want to, you know, like I want to feel face. that combo. <laughs> yeah. I want to feel that finisher. I want to feel like I just accomplished, you know, you know their go- their goals as well as mine. It's right. an interactive experience, and animation is that connection, right? It's just you gotta cross that barrier, and yeah, all a good heavy cinematic background, which I was fortunate enough to have transitioning into games, you know, really helped me, especially even now it's still helping me on my journey. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. All right. We've got a couple more minutes and we'll wrap this up, but I want to, we're going to go a little bit different route here. Sure. Um, More. We've looked at Brad, the animator. I'm going to look at Brad, the person here. Um, Any favorite games or characters that you've uh, played? Any favorite games or characters I played? Oh man, that's a tough one, dude. Uh, I just finished Resident Evil Eight. Uh, that was an interesting game. Uh, I love first persons because we are also working on a first person shooter. Very cool. I'm a big Overwatch nutball. That's why I got into the Overwatch team as soon as I got into cinematics. I didn't play a lot of Overwatch until I got into Blizzard, and I was like, "Oh, I love this game. This is like, <laughs> this is taking over my life." I already got over a thousand hours in it, so now I'm working <laughs> on it. Um, I actually finished. A, I like. I'm a big fan of indie developer games. I love pixel Ooh, games. There's cool. a new game come out that came out called Narita Boy. Narita Boy. And if you know me, I'm all about late 80s or early 80s, retro, retro, early 90s stuff. And that's what that game is all about. It's like got the techno. It's got the techno sword, which I was like, dude, this is this is this is dope. And it's a platformer, right? It's a very quick combo platformer game, like a Metroidvania type of game. Oh, awesome. I'm a huge fan of like 2D as well. So Streets of Rage 4 came out. I'm a sucker for that. The things that lizard cube and all those guys did animating that wise i'm a fan of the beat-em-ups uh, i use that a lot in my instruction you know my my games workshops i love like showing the difference between light medium and strong attacks and the framing in between those and how you can get a lot of the personality into attacks uh yeah dude like hollow knight that's a huge one on my list. I can't wait for the sequel, Silk Song, dude. I am so jazzed for that one. I'm like, I'm like, just give it to me now, right? <laughs> and um, but the beautiful, the awesome thing about those games is not only do I play them and enjoy them, but I go back and I'm like, why did I like that? Like, what was so cool about this attack or this moment? What animation felt really great? I like to break down and then now analyze them too because it's just animation is coming out of the wet works, right? And like we're yeah, just yeah. getting dumped with all this beautiful artwork and not only is it entertaining but it's also a great thing to study yeah, right yeah. and to frame by frame be like why is this so cool why does this look great you know uh, yeah absolutely. yeah big first person shooters and platformers that's my uh that's my go that's your jam very that's cool my jam mm-hmm. all right man well uh brad really appreciate your time on this podcast it's hey. really neat like you said full circle you've you know been with us as a student you're teaching in here know, um, right. the stuff that you have on your reel from uh, blizzard and everything else is really really cool so um it was very neat to get you in on this podcast and uh chat with you so thank you very much for your time absolutely thank you guys first and foremost and then uh, for everybody who's listening you can be an instructor too so never say never you never know you never know what's going on going down the road but uh yeah thank you to richard for giving me this opportunity and thank you larry of course for hosting the podcast i love it 
can't wait for it to come out and uh thank you for your voice too larry uh awesome. big round of applause for larry's voice <laughs> yeah. man i can't yeah. compete with that like that <laughs> no it can no one can. sexy voice right? like, <laughs> we're built for this man so awesome thank, thank you, you so for much your, having me on your show guys killer it. let's All do right, it again man. sometime absolutely <laughs> and with that we're out